0: If you've ever had to take a plane somewhere, chances are you've probably experienced the agony of having your flight delayed and being forced to spend several long, grueling hours in the terminal. But now, imagine being stuck at that airport for 18 years. Well, one man didn't have to imagine all that because that's exactly what happened to him. Mehran Karimi Nasseri, also known as Sir Alfred Meyron, stayed at Terminal 1 of Paris's Charles de Gaulle International Airport from August 1988 to July 2006. In every other respect, Nasri's life seemed pretty ordinary. He was born in Iran in 1943 to a middle-class family, and he had a pretty typical childhood. When he turned 30, he went abroad to study at the University of Bradford in the UK, and then three years later, he went back home. Nothing too special yet. But there are some important events that lead up to this extraordinary tale. Now, it's kinda hard to get the story completely straight because Nasri has changed the details of his account so many times over the years. According to him, he'd been exiled from Iran and had his citizenship revoked because of his political views. Yet, some sources say that he had never been expelled from his native country at all. In any case, whatever the reason, he did ask for political asylum from Iran. For four years, he got nothing but rejections from different European countries. But in 1981, fortune finally smiled upon him, and the UN High Commissioner for Refugees in Belgium granted Nasseri official refugee status. He can now request citizenship in any European country. And after Nasseri had spent several years in Belgium, he decided that he'd actually move to the UK. This might seem a bit odd, but there is a reason a family secret that sounds like it's straight out of a soap opera. Basically, Nasserie was already an adult when his mother told him that he wasn't her real son. It turned out that his birth mother was a Scottish nurse who had an affair with his father. This detail made Nasseri technically eligible for British citizenship. So that's why he decided to move to the UK now that he had refugee status. If only he'd known what was in store for him. So in 1988, Nasserie set off to the United Kingdom. First, he had to travel to Paris, where he would then catch a plane to London. But here's where the trouble begins. When he arrived at Heathrow Airport, he didn't have his refugee papers with him. Nasserie claimed that they'd been stolen on a train when he was on his way from Belgium to Paris. The odd thing is, if that was true, it wouldn't explain how on earth he had managed to get onto the plane to London in the first place. It was an international flight. You can't just fly to another country without a valid passport and visa. Well, whether it was the airport or the airline staff, somebody made a huge mistake. So there he was, in London, but unable to leave the airport since passport control wouldn't let him through without his papers. Without another recourse, they decided to send him back to Charles de Gaulle Airport in Paris. But it was only upon his arrival back when things started getting really weird. Since Nasseri didn't have his refugee papers, Parisian passport control authorities also wouldn't let him leave this airport. He even got arrested and spent some time in the airport jail for attempting to enter the country illegally. But since his situation had no obvious immediate solution, he was eventually released. By the way, I was today years old when I found out that airports have jails. Now, usually when a person has lost their papers, they get sent back to their home country, since they don't need a passport to enter it. But remember, by this point, Nasseri was already stateless, so he didn't really have a home to fly to. On the other hand, France wasn't his country of citizenship either, and he didn't have a visa or any other relevant permits, so neither could he enter France. That's how this man got stuck at the airport and made it his home for the next 18 years. Of course, Nasri thought at first that this airport stay wouldn't last longer than a few days, maybe weeks at most. But legal proceedings being what they are, progress was very slow. Months went by, then years, and the man was still living in Terminal 1. So how did he spend these two decades stranded at the airport? Well, he initially claimed a specific red bench on the restaurant floor where he'd been spending most of his time reading books and newspapers and writing down his experience in a diary it became his personal residence in the terminal. His luggage was always by his side, and the airport provided everything else. Bathrooms, showers, even laundry services. He had his meals in the food court, and he was surrounded by stores. So when you think about it, whatever he could possibly need was literally a step or two away. But we all know how expensive airport services can be, so how could he afford to live there for so long? Well, for the first few years, he lived on his savings. But once the story spread around, concerned and generous people started donating money to him in support. Much later, towards the end of his stay, Nasserie published his autobiography, which also brought in some cash. And he also got $250,000 from DreamWorks after they made a movie called The Terminal, starring Tom Hanks, which had been inspired by his story. All that happened much later. But even early on, Nasserie's story started to attract journalists from all over the world. After some investigating, it turned out that there was a process that would allow him to potentially receive new papers. But of course, there was a catch. For Belgium to reissue them, he had to go to the office to receive them in person. It was too risky to send such important documents through the mail, or so they claimed. Besides, what kind of address is Red Bench Terminal 1 Charles de Gaulle International Airport, right? But just imagine this vicious circle. You can't leave the airport without documents, but you can't get new documents without leaving the airport. And that wasn't the only problem. According to Belgian law, if a refugee leaves the country after they've been accepted, they can't come back. Talk about being between a rock and a hard place. Well, eventually, in 1995, seven years into his stay at Terminal 1, Belgium finally agreed to send the necessary documents by mail. On top of that, France even granted Nasseri a residence permit. But the man wasn't happy because, according to him, his new documents were fake. He explained that the UK had already granted him a British citizenship as well as the name Sir Alfred Mehran back in 1981. But these new papers were under his birth name Mehran Karimi Nasseri. And they had his nationality listed as Iranian, which he said wasn't factual. The documents weren't the only thing stopping Nasri from accepting the offer. First of all, if he agreed to return to Belgium, he'd have to live under a constant social worker's supervision. What's more, he was still planning to head to the UK as per his original plan. Nasri's longtime lawyer, Christian Bourget, who had tried to help Nasri for a staggering 10 years, was stunned to hear that after all this trouble, his client was still refusing to leave Terminal 1. Now, you might be thinking, why didn't Naseri just take the new papers, leave the airport, and then change his name? That would have been the most reasonable thing to do, right? Well, listen, when you spend that much time in one airport terminal with minimal contact from friends or family, it's gonna mess with you. You might even start losing your grip on reality. That's probably what happened to Naseri too. In a 2000 interview for GQ, Nasri's lawyers said that at first, his client was perfectly cogent and his story made total sense. But over time, the details started changing and getting mixed up to the point that the whole story became entirely unintelligible. For example, at one point, Nasri would claim that he was a Swedish national who got into Iran by submarine. But all stories, however strange, must come to an end. So, in 2006, Nasseri finally left the airport, 18 years after he'd first set foot there. Unfortunately for him, it wasn't by his choice. He'd gotten sick and was taken to the hospital, where he spent six months in recovery. After he was released, he moved into a hotel next to the airport. Then, in 2008, France finally granted Nasseri freedom, but rather than try again to get into the UK, the stateless man instead decided to move to the suburbs of Paris, where he's lived ever since. So there's the unlikely tale of a man who survived 18 years in an airport terminal. How long do you think you could stay at the airport before you would start losing your cool? Share your thoughts or personal experiences down in the comments.